broadcasting from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our series of interviews in partnership with Webb School of Knoxville. Each student in the Introduction to Entrepreneurship and Design Thinking course will interview a local entrepreneur. In this episode, Shannon Olivia Motter, class of 2022, interviews Perry Mahus, founder of Heal with Meals. Take it away. Hi, I'm Shannon Olivia Motter. I'm a senior here at Webb, and I'm here with my fellow classmate, Perry Mahus. Uh, Perry is the founder of a nonprofit organization called Heals with Meals. Thank you, Perry, for taking the time to come in today. Um, so first, tell us about your organization, what you do. Yeah, so um, my organization is about teaching and providing underserved kids with um, nutritious foods and like what about nutritious foods. And it's pretty much kind of all about wellness and like how you take care of yourself, um, what foods are the right foods to eat, um, and just how you can keep like a healthy balanced diet, whether that's through your thoughts, through your actions, through your body, and all of that. So we do a lot about self-esteem as well and body positivity and um, how food correlates with self-esteem and body positivity and mental health and all that. Because I feel like that's not really taught in schools and especially kids in underserved communities don't really get to um, know that. And we also provide um, healthy foods for these kids. Like over the summer I did um, Girls Inc. I made all of their lunches all summer. So that was about a thousand lunches and they were all healthy and organic. Um, and a lot of them were plant-based. And yeah, that's what do you quick. do like when you're making lunches, do you do all of that like by yourself or do you have helpers to come? Um over the summer it was by myself. So that was about like sixteen hours a day of just me like making lunches, but also going over there and teaching them about nutrition. But um right now I have a group of people who help me, especially since Thanksgiving is rolling around. Yeah. Trying to get make sure those meals are ready and prepared. Um what inspired you to start this organization? Um, so I struggled a lot with my self-esteem. I actually went through um, a couple of eating disorders growing up and nutrition and wellness and just learning about all of that really helped me um, overcome that. And I realized that young kids need to know this too so we can stop the epidemic of eating disorders and um, just have a better knowledge on how to eat the right foods but also how you think about food is also really important. So I, over the summer, I got my plant-based holistic nutrition certificate from Cornell. So that way I could teach kids about nutrition and actually be certified in it. That's cool. Um, what are some obstacles you've overcome and are you are working to overcome right now? Um, I think that's like personally, I think it's more of like, um, what is it? Like self-doubt and like imposter syndrome and just knowing that like I can do this, I am certified to do this um, and like all that. I think that's the biggest obstacle I'm overcoming right now. Um, being a young entrepreneur, have you noticed that some people don't take you as seriously as an adult would be taken? That was my biggest fear when I first started this was just like people taking me, not taking me seriously because of my age. But that is not what happened. I think especially since I'm pretty much almost an adult if uni is one and also because if you take the initiative and you show that you're passionate about something they're going to take you seriously and something that I have learned when it comes to people not taking me seriously 
is that the more you kind of agree with them, if that makes sense, like you agree with them that you're young and you ask them questions, that puts them in a position where it's like, oh, well, they see me as someone who's experienced and that's kind of like a way of flattery in a way and people really like that. So if you could just, like especially in nonprofit organizations, like the more questions you ask, not only will it benefit you so that way you learn, but also the other person likes it too because um, they see that as like, oh, this person sees me as someone who's experienced and then they, they trust you more and they know that you're more willing to. Did you start, so you started at like 17 years old? 16. 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you balance school and work at the same time? Um, that's, yeah, that's really hard. Um, especially like as you get older, like you take more tough classes and it's just more of a workload. Um, but I think it's important to always put school first because, you know, you gotta get through school so that way you can make your nonprofit even better as you grow up. And sometimes I do see myself putting heel of meals first in certain cases, but um, as long as you kind of manage your time, like I have this timesheet where I'm like, okay, like I am going to this organization for a couple of hours and then I come home and I can get this and this done. Um, But also like I like to do a priority list. So it's like, okay, these things are the most important today. And then if I don't get these done today, then I can do it tomorrow or wake up early and do it tomorrow morning. So most of the stuff at the top of the priority list is like schoolwork, of course, but also like I find myself like writing emails in between classes and then like working on lesson plans and and coordinating with people like during my free period and it can be really stressful sometimes to get everything done. Um, What's the most important aspect of leadership? Um, I think, I love this question. I think the most important aspect of leadership is adaptability. Because especially with the pandemic and everything, like things change every single day. There are certain plans fall through, things don't work out, maybe a partnership doesn't work out, or um, an organization is like, hey, like we actually can't have any more people come in to help. So um, it's just kind of having to be like, okay, well, that didn't work out, let's go to the next thing. Or if certain things change and a food shipment is taking a long time to get here, you kind of have to like think on your feet and be like, okay, um, let's do this instead. And especially when people are turning to you to look at what to do next, that can be really stressful, but you just have to know that they're looking to you for a reason because you are a leader and adaptability, I think is incredibly important. How do you work with people that are older than you and do you find it challenging? Um, Sometimes I just think it's weird that like, I'm in charge of like people who are older than me. Most of the people that are on my team are in college right now and they go to UT or Pellissippi or something like that. And um, I, they don't seem to have a problem with it, but sometimes I'm like, you know, they're like, in co- they're, they have so much more, um, not experience, but like they've been through, they've been through things longer than I have, if that makes sense. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this, but that's just imposter syndrome. And you just gotta know that it's, it's my nonprofit, so. Um, how do you get the word out for your organization? Um, so I think that's um, networking is really a big thing. Like I feel like whenever someone is talking to me, I kind of just like mention it. And, and a lot of people have like a lot of questions about it. And then you get more sponsors that way. 
and that has been really fun. Like, for instance, um, I go to this hair salon and I started talking about it and then the manager was like, we'd love to sponsor you. So that was really fun. And then um, a bakery that makes like healthy goods wanted to sponsor me. So I got to use their muffins and like the baskets for like the kids and that was really fun. Um, so I think like the more you talk about it and the more you network to the right people and then more people start talking about it, I think that's really a good way to get the word out. But also there's like PR and advertising and like social media. So right now I'm trying to get a website. It's just been taking a really long time. And yeah. Um, why did you choose a nonprofit organization instead of like a for-profit organization? Yeah, um, I just really wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to do a nonprofit organization sometime in my life. Um, I just didn't know that I was going to do it when I was like 16, 17. Um, my goal, like when I first had the idea, it was during quarantine and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do this till I'm like 25, 26, or like I graduate college and like I have time. But then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, I really just wanna do this now. I just wanna start now. So then I applied for the five, not five one, three, the, um, just to get my nonprofit registered in the state of Tennessee. And um, then I got my 501c3 later. But I just knew I wanted to help people and I didn't really care about like making money because that's not what why I wanted to do it. And yeah. Is there is there like a way you get paid doing it? Yeah. So basically you can't really um, like when people give you donations, you can pay your employees and yourself. Um, so, for instance, if I got a $10,000 donation, I could take $5,000 or just however much I want out of it to pay employees and to pay myself. I haven't been doing that lately just because I am, this is a new nonprofit and I want all the profits to go to it right now. But next year, and when I learn more how to do that, because my mom works in finance and she's going to help me, I am definitely going to pay myself and pay my employees. Um, in 10 years, where do you see this organization? Ooh. Um... I see it kind of as like more of a facility instead of just me going and talking to kids. Like I kind of want it to be where kids come to me and I am like, hey, like this is like, you know, I teach fine nutrition, self-esteem class, but also I want to focus more on the access of healthy foods than the education. Um, well, you know, the education is really important, but I want the access to healthy foods to be as strong as the education part just because it is hard to get food and, and to do the budgeting for all that, especially when you're doing organic food because that's so much more expensive. And um, I just want that to be stronger. And hopefully I want it to be not only national, but also global. Do you have any like fun or interesting stories from your experience? Yeah, I think um, the most interesting one I have is I didn't really think that I could actually make a difference in someone's life or in a child's life and it was the, my first time ever going to a school and it is Lons it was Lonsdale Elementary and it's the most underserved it's the first Knox County school system and it's also the most underserved Knox County school and um, I went there and it was a group of girls that I was teaching and this one girl asked me what watermelon tasted like and I just remember being like oh my goodness like She's never had watermelon before. This is crazy. And um, so then I brought watermelon the next day and I got to see like her happy face when she ate it for the first time. And it was just, I think that was a really incredible moment. And I've gotten to experience that kind of throughout the past six months of seeing kids try 
these healthy foods for the first time because a lot of these kids are in food deserts and they don't have access to those kinds of foods. How do like some of your activities you do with the kids benefit them? Um, I think it's a lot it has a lot to do with self-confidence and um, I think once kids know that you know your thoughts are just as important health-wise they like they I think they really enjoy these activities and they understand like the correlation between nutrition and self-esteem and learning that is really cool for them and also I just noticed them making healthier choices whether that's food or just how they think and how they act towards others. I've just, I've noticed their self-confidence grow and they really enjoy these activities. It's really fun. What's like your main goal for this organization? Um, I think my main goal for this organization is to, of course, educate kids about, the, about nutrition and wellness especially, but also I want, this is kind of ambitious, but I want, to limit this food desert problem. I mean, it's it's terrible, but um, I think like the more you can have kids get access to these foods, I think the better things will be. Like especially because there's so much um, there's so many studies based on like healthy food and the correlation between like how like aggression and things like that, like healthy food can, can limit that and, and help that. And I think that that can really help. And also students get better grades when they eat healthier and there's more confidence. And I just think that the more access we, of foods we get to these areas, then it's a really big impact on just the community. Is there anything like you would change since like starting um, so I couldn't really do a lot in the beginning of the organization because um, not a lot of organizations and schools and places were letting people come in because of the pandemic, but I think there was ways, I see now there was ways I could have done stuff, like I could have sent food to places and, and sent positive affirmations and, and done a more virtual curriculum, but I just didn't know that and I didn't know how to do that, so I think if I could go back and change anything, I would say to just be more adaptable in those situations and, and um, there's other ways you could do it besides just going into these schools and talking. Did you start this like before COVID or during COVID? I got the idea before COVID. I didn't really start until um, April of 2021, um, partly because I didn't get my 501c3 till then, so I didn't really know how. But now another thing I see is that I could have gotten government funding I just didn't know that. Um, so I, I didn't know I could start because I wasn't getting money from people. They, like they couldn't fund me and that kind of thing. They couldn't donate. Do you have any like mentors or anyone that's helped you along the way? For sure. I would say Elena from Girls Inc. has definitely been incredibly helpful. Um, Michael from Knoxville Inner City Kids Outreach has been really helpful as well. And just all of the women who work at Girls Inc. have been so incredible to me and have given me so many opportunities and have helped me along the way. Um, what advice would you give to like young entrepreneurs? I would say just be confident in, in what you're doing. 
if that makes sense like don't like make sure that you how do I say this when you go to an adult and you're like hey like let's collaborate like make sure you're confident about it and and know that what you're doing is good and um also I really love this it's like be a giver I think that's really important in leadership I think the more you can give to your employees and, and the people that you're working with, the more that they're going to give to the organization. And so I think if I had to give myself, my younger self advice or just any young entrepreneur advice would be to, to be a giver and as a leader. Um, is there any other questions we can? Um, so, like going forward, obviously you're gonna go to college. So are you planning on going to UT and keeping it in Knoxville or just taking it wherever you end up going to college? I don't know yet. So the registration I got for Heal With Meals is just for the state of Tennessee. And I think it's for four years. And um, so I thought that maybe going to UT would be good, but I also really want to take it national and make other connections elsewhere. So I'm probably going to go out of state. That's the goal. Um, and I'll get my registration there um, and in whatever state I end up being in and just leading it there. And also I have people who want to be in leadership in Knoxville next year in case I, I leave. And so I think that I want to keep it in Knoxville, but if I happen to be somewhere else, it's going to start there as well. Um, what's the range of like ages, I guess, that you usually work with? Um, it's ages what is the registration with the state of Tennessee? You said it goes for four years? Yes. Um, I, it's kind of like the like certificate saying like this is a legitimate nonprofit. And um, I think like important people sign it and are like, yeah, like this is a nonprofit in Knoxville. And um, I think like you have to get it in every state. It takes people a long time, but for me it really only took two weeks. So I don't, I don't really know the time frame of how you get the registration, but you just, you go, like I went on Tennessee.org and I just applied for one. For an, like I went under nonprofit and then I said apply. Okay, so it's not specific to your type of nonprofit, it's for any? I, it was education. Okay. And then you filed with the federal government to be a 501c3. Mm -hmm. Can you tell Can you tell us about that process? Yeah. And if you did it on your own, or if you yeah. worked with? I helped. My mom helped me with that mostly because she did um, get her master's in I think like business and nonprofit organizations and things like that. So she she has her knowledge on that, and she's definitely been a mentor for me. But um, it was mainly working with lawyers to get the 501c3, and it was just them. I just had to keep checking in with them and being like, hey, like when this is coming? And, and it did take a really, really long time because lawyers take forever, but it was just mostly like a, a legal thing. Yeah. Are you planning on like um, majoring in health or wellness? Yeah, I want to go to med school and um, I'm probably going to major in something related to health. I think biology is probably the most common major for um, med school, but I definitely, I want to do health for the rest of my life and, and make a career out of it, so yeah. Earlier you said your employees, are you like hiring these people or are these just volunteers or how does that work? Um, so they're kind of volunteers for now, but they are going to be employees later once I learn how to pay them because it is kind of a tricky process with nonprofits. Um, 
But yeah, they just, they came to me and I interviewed them. And um, these were kind of people we already knew, but also didn't really know at the same time. Like, um, it was mainly just me and my mom being like, hey, like, what kind of people do we need? And then I would do the interview process with them, which wasn't really, they were going to get the job anyways. So it wasn't that like strenuous. And I just talked to them about like what they saw the nonprofit as and then I hired them. How did you find the Cornell certification and then yeah. what was it like to get it? So my dad worked with T. Kong Campbell in, um, at Cornell University and he's he did the China study for nutrition and he's a big pioneer for plant-based eating and he is the head of the nutrition department at Cornell and he has this online class and it's um, it's like a it's a course that was created by everyone, all the staff and faculty members for the nutrition department, but also people outside like Dr. Michael Greger, who's another really important person for that kind of study. And um, I just, I knew I wanted to get my certificate. I thought I was gonna do integrative nutrition, but that takes a whole year and I wanted to get it quicker. And this one was just a three or four month um, class. And so I just, I registered online for it. And I used some of the funding from for Heal of Meals, because I got a lot of money to do the summer lunches, and I used, because it was a $3,000 class, and I used the money to pay for that. Very cool. And it was all online, so videos, mm -hmm. lectures, reading, mm -hmm. like that. It was a lot of work. <laughs> Where did the donations come from for, for that and for the summer meals when you first got started? Um, I did fundraisers with, um, I think it was Fox then was the first one I did a fundraiser with. And um, a lot of the like people like giving me or donations came from just people around town that knew what I was doing, and they're like, "We would love to donate," and also um, just other little companies that um, decided to donate as well. Fantastic. Other questions, Tiki? Um, do you think the perseverances through past challenges that you had continued, or are the most inspirational part of your job? I think like, so. I think, like, especially when you tell, like, the kids, like, about your past struggles, too, it definitely gives them a perspective, because part of when I was struggling with an eating disorder, what helped me was was hearing other people's stories. I knew that other people had come, came out of it, and they were okay. And so I think, like, especially, like, I've had little girls come up to me and say, hey, like, I actually noticed that, like, I am insecure and it stopped me from eating for a couple of days. And just being able to save kids from that and being able to get them therapy and that kind of stuff, it's, it's been a really inspiring process. So, yeah. Um, are some of, like, your kids that you teach, are they mainly girls or boys or just, like, Right now, it's mainly girls. Um, but I'm partnering with the Wesley House soon, which is boys and girls, and I'm really excited about that because I've wanted to do that for a while. Because I've always wanted to teach boys about nutrition as well. It's just the organizations that came to me, or the, or the organizations that, when I reached out to multiple organizations, the first ones that reached back were um, mostly girl organizations. So, because they talk about self-esteem and body positivity a lot with those, so it just kind of correlated well. Since we're about six weeks out, what are what are you? You mentioned the busy Thanksgiving season and maybe also the holiday season after that. What do you what do you do to kind of get ready for for um, that season? 
So right now, um, it was funny because like the first, like the weeks before fall break, I was so busy, but right now I don't really have anything going on besides planning for the Thanksgiving meals um, because a lot of the organizations are really busy, so they're waiting to reach back out to me. So I don't think I'll be working with the Wesley House until after the holidays because they're incredibly busy with getting the kids gifts and everything. But I don't really, I'm going to be doing like the Thanksgiving meals and we've been trying to get in contact with Whole Foods and that's been a whole process. But um, I think as far as Christmas goes, um, I'm going to be working with other organizations for what they want to do for gifts with for kids because I don't really know how to do that yet. And also with finals and applying to colleges, I just, I, I know myself and I know that I don't want to stress myself out too much. So I think after I do the Thanksgiving meals, I'm going to take a long break because I have not had a break since May. And then I am going to start going more in the spring because I'll have more time since I'll be done with college apps and all that. Any other questions? Thank you, Perry. This is awesome. What, if, if, obviously, everyone's had a lot of great questions. If people are interested, how can they find out more just to learn more about it or to share the word or to get involved with what you're doing? Yeah, um, the website will probably be out sometime soon. And when it is, I'll like tell people and then put it on social media so people see. But also, Shannon is helping me with an Instagram, so look out for that. And if you want to help out, just talk to me and I'll figure out a way you can help. Um, I'll try at least. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming into our class. You're our, you're our first and perhaps only student entrepreneur interview. So this one's going to be a highlight. <laughs>